Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 4, continued. To please him only is the joy I seek. Though completely willing to obey, Mother Teresa could not ignore Jesus' insistent pleading, Wilt thou refuse to do this for me? So when the archbishop's scheduled trip to Europe was delayed, she took advantage of the situation to beg him once more. Loretto Convent, Asensol, 30th of March, 1947. Your Grace, this will bring you my best wishes for a very happy Easter. I also thank you for your last letter, which I received some time ago. I do hope you will not get tired of me and of my many long letters. But as you are the one on whom so much depends, I have to tell you everything in detail. I wish I could tell you personally everything, but this does not seem possible. You were to have gone on the 26th, and yet everything seems to have turned. I think God has kept you back to be able to work out his desire of starting the work. I am ready to do whatever I am told, at any cost. Ready to go now or to wait years. It is for you to use me, to offer me to God for the poor. People call you the father of the poor. Your grace, let me go and give myself for them. Let me offer myself and those who will join me for these unwanted poor, the little street children, the sick, the dying, the beggars. Let me go into their very holes and bring in their broken homes the joy and peace of Christ. I know you are afraid for me. You are afraid that the whole thing will be a failure. What about it? Is it not worth going through every possible suffering just for one single soul? Did not our Lord do the same? What a failure was his cross on Calvary. And all for me, a sinner. I can tell you sincerely from my heart, I will lose nothing. From my superiors down, I know they will laugh at me. They will think me a fool, proud, mad, etc. What if the good God wants my name? I am his and his only. The rest has no hold on me. I can do without all the rest if I have him. Fear not for me, nor for those who will join me. He will look after us all. He will be with us. If for a glass of water he has promised so much, what would he not do for victim hearts given to the poor? He will do all. I, I am only a little instrument in his hands. And because I am just nothing, he wants to use me. Your grace, don't let me be unfaithful to him now. 
I would not like for anything, not even for a second of a second, to do the late less pleasing. I want him to have all the pleasure. His longing, his suffering on account of these little children, on account of the poor dying in sin, of the unhappiness of so many broken families, is great. I feel so terribly helpless in front of all. I, little nothing, long to take away all that from his heart. Day after day, hour after hour, he asks the same question. Wilt thou refuse to do this for me? I tell him that the answer is with you. You might think that I am looking only at the joy of giving up all and bringing joy into the heart of Jesus. Yes, I look at these most, but I also see what suffering the fulfillment of these two will bring. By nature, I am sensitive, love beautiful and nice things, comfort, and all the comfort can give, to be loved and love. I know that the life of a missionary of charity will be minus all these. The complete poverty, the Indian life, the life of the poorest, will mean a hard toil against my great self-love. Yet, Your Grace, I am longing with a true, sincere heart to begin to lead this kind of life, so as to bring joy to the suffering heart of Jesus. Let me go, Your Grace. Let us trust Him blindly. He will see to it that our faith in Him will not be lost. While you are still in Calcutta, could you not do the needful through the apostolic delegate? And then when the little institute is in its feet, apply to Rome for recognition? I don't know what canon law says in these matters, but what I have heard and read in the little booklet about Mother Mary of the Passion, the Franciscan foundress, which I read lately, there does not seem to have been much trouble. Overnight, 20 nuns free to lead the Franciscan life. But in their case, the bishop was the acting factor. Or do you think I should apply myself through you? This is why a personal explanation would be easier. I am going to Darjeeling on May 8th, but you will be gone by that time. Don't delay your grace. Don't put it off. Souls are being lost for want of care, for want of love, without giving any names. If you ask your parish priests, they will tell you of the need of such nuns. Look at the appeal of the Holy Father for the children of Europe. What would he say if he saw your poor, the poor of the slums of Calcutta? Do something about this before you leave, and let us take away from the heart of Jesus his continual suffering. I am afraid sometimes, for I have nothing, no brains, no learning, no qualities required for such a work. And yet I tell him that my heart is free from everything, and so it belongs completely to him and him alone. He can use me just as it will please him best. To please him only is the joy I seek. India is going through days of hatred. 
Here, now again, I hear in Calcutta there is trouble. Would that the missionaries of charity were there to overrule this hatred by their love. You will say, what could you and your few Indian girls do? We could do nothing, but Jesus and we few victims can do wonders. Let me go and begin this work, which will be an answer to your burning appeal for apostles. Whenever you think it best, I would like myself to tell Mother General or Mother Provincial everything. i rather they knew it from me. Your grace, forgive me for being so tiresome with my continual appeal, but I have to act in this way. Let us bring joy to the heart of Jesus and remove from his heart these terrible sufferings. Think of what Jesus will gain and not what little me will lose. He has done so much for you, and now at the end of such grace and love, you fear to offer one of your little missionaries to be his victim for the poorest of your flock. Let me go to Kazapore, at the boy's own home, instead of Darjeeling. By the time you come back, we would have started our solitude, after which the mission work would begin. There are girls in Europe, even, who would only be too happy to give all and follow Christ in perfect poverty and sacrifice. I don't know if the Holy Ghost has filled your soul with those desires and thoughts, for I am praying that he should do so. During these days of prayer and penance, pray for me, pray often, that I may love him more. Once more, I offer you my wishes for a very happy Easter. Your devoted child in Jesus Christ, Mary Teresa. The little nothing, as she called herself, was longing to bring joy to the suffering heart of Jesus, her first love since childhood. For this, she would have embraced any hardship. Her preferences or the sacrifices involved did not count. All she desired was to please him. She insisted on moving ahead because she was convinced that Jesus wanted it. Yet she remained open to the archbishop's decision as the very will of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. O sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, Apostle of Rome, gentle guide of youth, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What was the archbishop to think now, after this long letter? How is he going to respond? And notice that mother in this letter, in trying to persuade him to do something, taking advantage of his delay in going to Rome, never really appeals to her private vow. She doesn't even appeal so much to her own suffering. She says repeatedly that Jesus is asking this of her. But her main argument is not 
I'm going through this. He's asking me to do this. You have to let me do it. I can't bear this. No, her main argument is about giving joy to Christ, of taking the suffering from the heart of Christ. And what is this suffering? Well, it's on the cross, the suffering that Jesus felt in his love not being returned, his thirsting for souls, his thirsting for people to love him, his thirsting for everyone to know his love and to know his friendship and to enter into the joy and peace that he can bring. I mean, this is what mother experienced. She experienced Christ's longing on the cross, his absolute thirst, which we can barely imagine, his absolute thirst for you and me. That the thirstiest person in the world, the hungriest person in the world, is a bare reflection of what Christ feels in his human heart for you and for me. The Son of God loved me, St. Paul said in the singular, and gave himself up for me. Everything Christ did on the cross, everything we're going to ponder this second half of Lent about the sufferings of Christ, everything he would have done for just one person, for you and for me and for all these poor children in Calcutta that Mother's talking about, all these people who don't know Christ, all these broken, unhappy homes, all of those people Christ died for, all of them he suffered. And Mother, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, recognized that she and these other girls that were around her could do something about it through Jesus. We on our own, nothing. But Jesus and these poor little victim hearts, she says, can do wonders. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.